Okay, we are live episode 118. We've got a good show for you today. Elizabeth Giannuzzi, Siren Snacks. We've got Ben Stewart, Stewart Contract Packaging. Welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for having us on, Mark. My pleasure. Uh, Elizabeth, let's talk Siren Snacks. I visually can see packaging there in the things that, but for those that don't know, uh, give us, uh, there we go. Give us the story. When did it start? Uh, what is it all about? Sure. Um, I started Siren with my sister, Abby, back in 2017. Um, I had switched to a plant-based vegan diet, but found it really hard to get enough protein and just could never find a protein bar that I love that I thought tasted good and was made with clean ingredients. Abby's always been the chef in our family. And she was also a varsity athlete in college traveling and looking for food to fuel her performance. So um, we both kind of came together with shared needs of a better high protein plant-based snack. And so started creating our own uh, version of what became Siren's Protein Bites, uh, you know, originally in our San Francisco kitchen together. San Francisco, didn't know that. Okay, so I'm in Marin. Are you still in San Francisco? Yeah, I'm, I'm in Sonoma now. Um, Abby's in San Francisco and our team's remote, but mostly all Bay Area. Okay, cool. Shout out Bay Area, E40, yeah. Dubs. Okay. Um, uh, let's talk about the first iteration as far as the kitchen, uh, just so people have a, a frame for that if they're doing their own thing. Was your sister uh, doing this literally, like grabbed a few ingredients from the local store down there in Cal Hollow? You know what I'm talking about. Uh, and I'm just guessing, I don't know why I'm thinking Marina for you guys. Uh, and so, um, and you're just bringing it into the kitchen and she starts putting stuff together. Uh, again, if you've ever seen these or these round balls are kind of soft. Um, is that what happened? You're baking them and then you're doing iterations. You're getting maybe some of your friends over, having a glass of wine. Hey, you guys like these? No. Okay, great. Why? Tell me, give us that. Yeah. So it actually started, we were students at the time together. So it was a, it was a dorm room kitchen. Um, you know, neither of us knew anything about food science at the time. And so we were making all these recipes, but, um, they tasted great, but couldn't figure out how to get them to be shelf stable. You know, after a few weeks, they'd either go moldy or go really hard. And so, you know, we had these great recipes, but couldn't figure out how to actually create a product that, you know, we could sell to stores and would last for more than a few weeks. Um, so that's when we, we actually brought on a food scientist to essentially take kind of the ingredients we wanted to use, the flavor profile, um, but help us to create something that, you know, we knew could be uh, sold in stores and we wanted something to be shelf stable as well. Um, so to help create a product that was shelf stable, um, but still kind of soft and delicious. What, what uh, year was it or when was it when you did have something that was commercialized and where did you take that? Where were the first sales? Yeah. Um, so we launched at the end of 2017. Um, some of our first stores that we approached were um, kind of local Bay area grocery stores, rainbow grocery, um, Molly Stones, Berkeley Bowl. Um, and then we also sold to a lot of uh, early on local offices as well um, across the Bay Area. Um, so that's kind of how we got started just going, you know, store by store, trying to meet with the, the grocery buyers in each and, and sending, uh, giving them samples to try. Were, were you in a commercial kitchen by that time? Or where, how did you transition, uh, you know, into actually, you know, getting the package going and, and, and being able to sell at a, at a mass scale, even, even, at, even at regional players like that? Yeah, we, we started out at a commercial kitchen called Kitchen Town based in San Mateo. Um, we were making it ourselves for the first year and then started to hire a few people to help us. 
Um, after a year of that, we scaled up to a bigger, um, our own uh, kind of production facility in the dog patch neighborhood of San Francisco. Okay, uh, dog patch neighborhood. There you go. Um, I don't know why I can't think of it. It's a backpack company. It's in a dog patch. He uh, old um, uh, uh, with the things, you know, like Timbuktu, but it's a, the other Timbuktu. Anyway. San Francisco. Yeah. Um, uh, let's go now at the next year, like really scaling. What was the package set? How did you guys decide on it? I know, I know what you have now. Like, was it in a six count? Who decided this is how we're going to sell it? this is going to make the most sense for those that are really kind of doing their own thing and having to figure out how are these supposed to ship, whether it's direct to consumer, even wholesale, you got to really start figuring out those types of things because it's all in the numbers at that point. Yeah. So we um, actually haven't really changed our packaging size or look since we launched. Um, we knew we wanted, you know, within the store to live in the protein bar aisle. Um, you know, there's other, brands doing protein snacks that are more in kind of the pouch functional snack or, you know, other categories, but we felt like our product was designed to be an alternative to protein bars. So we really kind of sized it around that, you know, serving size that's around 200 calories and, you know, went around to many stores to actually measure like the shelves of the protein bar aisle to figure out like what is the max height we could have for each pouch. So it actually can still fit in that aisle properly. Um, so really designed it around that and, you know, designed as well, as well, the kind of price point and, you know, bags that can stand up on their own um, sort of with the logic that we knew we wanted to be in that aisle of the store. That's an important item for, for uh, someone to take, take um, especially if you are dead set on being in a particular category. Um, I, I can't remember. Are there holes? Is there a hole at the top of that? Um, there is. Yeah. Um, you can see there's like a little, right. hold. yeah, well, there, so they there, can be are, merchandised on a Those page. are the little things though. I, again, somebody needs to understand because number one in the protein bar set, for those that don't know, it's highly desirable. There's a lot of companies that are trying to get in there ones you've never even heard of. So they're all fighting for that space. Cause there's a lot of movement there. There was the dip during COVID. Everybody knows of what was happening in these sets, but it, it'll start slowly coming back. It's on the go. And the, the reality is if they, they knew they wanted to be there because they could be in other areas. There are what I'd consider better for you functional snacking that are in pouch form that kind of sit um, adjacent to those areas. And they wanted to be in that set. And that, that's also helpful, I think, in the storytelling, even in selling into the buyers is you're saying, this is where we want to live. Um, and here's why, and here's how we created our packaging. But behind that, just the, the, the idea that they do have a, a hanging element, there's a hole in that top of that, is important. So when you're sourcing, you want to be thinking about things like that. That's just a side note. Somebody would have some value out of, you know, pull from that. Um, let's jump ahead. Uh, end of 19, maybe early 20. What does the business look like? Do you have uh, more distribution? Are you dealing with uh, distributors at that time? Yeah, so by that time we were working with, um, you know, distributors like UNFI and Kehi. Um, we also right at the end of 2019 learned that, you know, a number of bigger kind of national accounts, um, it, for us it was Target and CVS wanted to bring on our products and we knew that the space we had in San Francisco self-manufacturing just couldn't handle the volume um, that we saw for the year ahead. Um, and so it was then that we we moved out to um, a co-packing partner to, to make our products. And 
um, you know, since then, our business has been primarily uh, retail based um, as we've grown and scaled. Got it. I don't want to touch too much on a particular retail. I kind of want to leave them um, like kind of unnamed. But do you recognize when a retailer, this is again, just value add, anybody's watching or, and, and it's like, oh, I wonder what works, what doesn't, what's helpful for us to take and what doesn't make sense. Are there particular retail partnerships that you put this into that you don't believe is a good partnership long-term things that you're just learning and things that you guys are just data and, and that you guys have to navigate sort of out of or sort of, you know, make particular moves that doesn't put your business in harm's way? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've, we've definitely, some of them learned the hard way that, you know, some are better partners than, other, uh, than others. Um, I think for us, you know, ones that are asking for too much in slotting and, you know, it's just hard to justify uh, paying that, especially if there's no guarantee that you'll necessarily be in the store for more than, you know, a certain number of time. Um, you know, we've tried to, to steer away from ones like that where the ask is just too big for a, for a small company like us. Very important information. Um, I, I, I'll extract just a little bit. Um, there's just partnership. It doesn't really matter what product you have. You can have an amazing product. You can have, um, you may believe your, your customers there and there's just partnership doesn't work. If for whatever reason, there's 10, 10 different reasons. And this is just in life. I mean, it's like partnerships. It's like, you know, the old girlfriend or boyfriend you had, you know, where they just, you know, you, know, you realize later. Side note, um, it, I, it's just I, I call it because I talk generically about partnership. That's what this is about. When you're building a business, is you got to you got to have a value add for one another. It cannot just be a one way street. And slotting is a real thing. It's I get it. I understand it. They're operating a business too, but there are things that you should be careful of, like that. Meaning, if you're not in the store after eight months, it could have taken you just that much time to just bring in the revenue, right? The net revenue. Let's not forget that. Not just revenue. You got to be just careful, just mindful. This is a business. You got to understand it. And so at the bottom of all the numbers, you know, are you going to get back the amount that you already cut for slotting of which doesn't feel like you cut a check because you didn't physically cut it. They just take it out of the check that they're sending you. Oh, that helps. Um, let's talk about now and let's close this out. What does the business look like now and where do you want to see it over the next 12 months? Yeah, um, you know, we've now expanded. We have four different product lines and have expanded kind of across the country in terms of our distribution. Um, in terms of what's next, we're launching our first kind of club multi-serve pack uh, in early 2022. So we're excited to get that out there and that'll be our first time living, you know, outside of the protein bar aisle. Um, so excited to expand into the, the club channel for us um, and also to continue to grow our online and e-commerce business, um, doing some more smaller batch and, and seasonal flavors for next year. So Very cool. That. I like that a lot. Uh, I throw up Elizabeth and Siren Snacks info at the end. We are going to roll this over to Ben. Stewart Contract Packaging. That's right. Let's yeah, that's do right. it. Tell me about it. Awesome. Hey, I appreciate you inviting me on the show, Mark. This is great. 
And uh, yeah, just as an intro, um, you know, we started three years ago, started the company brand new. Um, we're located in the Midwest. We have two locations. You know, I grew up in a, in a family business in production, um, kind of similar to what we're doing now. And a mentor of mine a few years ago, actually just, he guided me into this and said, hey, I think there's a lot of growth in, in CPG. I think they're going to need more co-packers. And, and that's how we got started. And, you know, we've, we've changed a lot from the types of products we produce, but now we've really established our long-term vision and the type of products that we can do really well at. Um, we have two locations in the Midwest. We're located in Southern Minnesota, small town America. And uh, we're SQF certified this month, actually. We're getting our GMP certification next in the next month or two, um, early 2022. And uh, I mean, really, our, like the type of products that we produce, like the sweet spot for us, it's really anything blending and, and filling for powder products. Um, you know, whether that's a, a protein powder, you think like super green um, or superfood green powders, things like that, electrolytes, um, in stick packs, ready to go mixes, um, we can fill into like the zero to five pound containers, stand up pouches, um, really anything for in the nutritional supplement powder space. And, um, you know, I mean, you guys know, Mark and Elizabeth, how difficult it is to find a co-packer that's really a true partner. And especially now, like the, there's the labor shortages, like anyone who is a good co-packer that has that partnership mentality, like they're full and they don't have much capacity. And, you know, it's very rare to find someone. And as a new brand owner, like there's nothing more costly than not being able to deliver on a, re a new retail launch. Like if you, if you don't have inventory, that's, it's so costly to make up opportunities. They, they don't always reopen themselves. And it's just, you know, making sure your supply chain is really um, vetted and that you're working with someone that's a partner and they're they're They see your vision and they want to make it come to life. I think is super important. And uh, you know, for our company, we're, we're small, but we have, we have open capacity. We've added our second facility in the last year uh, for powder blending and filling. We're adding new equipment all the time. And, uh, you know, we, we have open capacity things like, you know, if you're doing like single serve stick packs, um, electrolytes, ener natural energy, if you want to fill, you know, blend and fill protein powders or any kind of nutritional value add powders, that, that's our sweet spot. That's where we excel at and we're, we're growing fast. And uh, yeah, we, you know, for us, the big thing is we want to work with brand owners that have have a vision, have a value add product that they want to bring to the market. Um, we really are in the business of establishing long-term relationships. We, we don't want to, you know, we're not a transactional co-packer or just another vendor. We want to be there with someone to help you bring your product in your brand to life. And uh, yeah, I mean, even if, you know, you can learn more about us, our website is fillingservices.com. You can follow me on LinkedIn or connect with DM me there. Um, and, and my biggest thing is like, even, you know, we, we can't package everything, but um, we do really well with blending and filling powder products and the, you know, any size container and pouch you know if you have a product that's not in our sweet spot like i i try to be a resource for everyone you know i'll connect you with the right co-packer i'll make a ref referral i'll you know if you just have some questions about co-packing and how to find the right one I'll, I'll i'll give you some the right direction to to help there so anything i can do to help your brand come to life just you know look us up online or reach out to me directly on linkedin love it man ben's info right there elizabeth's info right there appreciate having you both happy holidays be well Thank you. Awesome. Thanks, Mark. Thanks, Thank Elizabeth. You.